I love a good story, especially when it's a God story, and I'm so glad you've joined me for this episode, which I know will encourage and inspire you in your walk with the Lord. I'm your host, Jody Kiracosta, ministry leader at Somebody Cares America and International, author and traveler on this journey of faith. If you haven't already, take a moment to like or follow this podcast on your favorite streaming platform so you won't miss the stories of any of my amazing guests. In 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul tells a young Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. My guest today is a young woman who has been doing that in pretty remarkable ways since she was an early teenager. When she was just 15 years old, Ashley Stringer started an anti-bullying campaign, releasing an EP, which is a shorter album of about four to six songs, entitled Simple Smile, and started performing in school assemblies, youth groups, and to other crowds. She's become a positive social media influencer on YouTube, where she posts travel vlogs, song covers, original music, and overall creative content, and is also called upon to help lead worship in churches, at conferences, and in other settings. Now 20, Ashley is also a recording artist and a graphic designer, but most of all, she loves Jesus and desires to follow him. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Well, Ashley, something you don't talk a whole lot about, but your parents divorced when you were a baby, so you did not have a father in the home during the very early years of your life. But your mom taught you to look to God to meet your needs. How did she do that, and what impact has that had on you? You're right. I don't talk about it a lot, but it is a part of my story. Mom always involved the Lord in everything that we did. From a young age, I just remember we would never leave a grocery store without her just saying, thank you, God, so much for these groceries. Thank you that we have legs to walk into the store. Thank you for our food. Just constantly involving God. And I remember early, early age, just her waking me up before school at the time I was going to a private school before I was homeschooled and she'd wake me up before school and we would pray for hours. It wasn't just a a five minute prayer before we go to school, but hours of intercession. And she taught me just to love prayer, to love Jesus, to rely on him. Like you mentioned, there wasn't a constant father growing up in the home, but in those moments of prayer where I really realized that God is my Abba, and he's my healer and my provider and my protector. And also just through mom's love, really just helped form a beautiful relationship with the Lord at such a young age. And I, I so value that. And just her love for me and teaching me those things so young that I can, you know, carry on into the future. Well, and you know, it's very clear, very apparent, having known you for a, a few years, that you did pick up that attitude of thanksgiving, which, gosh, the Lord tells us, be thankful in all things, right? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Yes. So teaching you that gratitude, exemplifying that gratitude at a young age has really taken root in you, which will serve you very well for the rest of your life. Um, And you've had other encounters with the Lord early on too. Share how you actually met Jesus. I mean, Having a Christian mom is great, but how did Jesus become personal to you? And then you received a gift from the Holy Spirit too. Yes, ma'am. The Lord has just appeared to me in dreams and visions since 
I was very little. My first memory of the Lord appearing to me, I was three years old. And I, and I can just remember it so vividly of just him appearing to me. And I was playing with the lions and the lambs in heaven. And he just told me, you know, Ashley, I'll always be with you. I'll always be with you. And you're never alone. And I still remember that three-year-old dream I had. Yeah, that would make a memory for me too. <laughs> right? I mean, just, you can't forget those moments where God just got a hold of me at a young age. And even now as almost 21 year old, the Lord constantly just appears to me in dreams and visions. That's how our relationship works. He loves to just speak to me through dreams. At the age of six, mom was serving on a board of an orphanage in India. While there, one night while I was worshiping with the orphans, the Lord just baptized me in the Holy Spirit. It wasn't anything that someone forced upon me or that I tried to do because I saw others doing it, but it just happened. And since then, uh, mom also just taught me the value of praying in tongues and the power that's in it um, and letting the Holy Spirit just pray through you. And that just became almost second nature just to pray in tongues as a six-year-old. The Lord just really touched my heart and I just loved him so much. And I think that love was so evident to others as well. Yeah. So you had a little mini awakening right there when you were six in India. I'm sure as you are watching what God is doing in colleges across the country, it's thrilling to you because your generation is experiencing the love of God in a way that you did at a really young age. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know you've been praying for that for your peers for many, many years as well. So I imagine it's thrilling for you to see God actually moving as, as it's thrilling for all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, Ashley, as any child you've, you've mentioned, you know, you really, you've yearned for a father in your daily life mm -hmm. and God answered that desire. Tell us how he did that. I think any young person or child longs to have a healthy relationship in their home, godly parents that can love them and support them and be there for them, embrace them. And I did not have that growing up. Obviously, I did have a great mother who loved me, but I still lacked that father's embrace. There was so much that I could receive from the Holy Spirit and from the Lord that I long, like you said, for that earthly father. And in those moments of prayer as a young girl, I would cry out to the Lord for an earthly, godly dad. And mom would cry out for an earthly, incredible, godly husband. And Somehow in the midst of our prayer, God was working really behind the scenes and crafting just an incredible man to walk into our lives. And it wasn't until the age of seven that the Lord fully answered that heart's desire. I got a new father who just loves me and embraces me and is such an incredible example of Jesus in the home and just in life, exactly who he is outside of the home is who he is inside and who he is behind closed doors. And it's just incredible. I think it's a great testimony to just show the faith of a child and just fervent prayer and laying your request before the Lord, what he'll do when you surrender. Lord taught me all this at such a young age. It's literally crazy just thinking about it and just sharing it with you is that God just really taught me to trust him so young uh, when it came to that. Desire. Yeah, you know, the scripture tells all of us to have the faith of a child. Mm -hmm. You know, when when the children were coming to Jesus, the type of disciples were shooing them away. And he said, come to me, unless you come to me like a child, I can't work. He wants childlike faith. So of course, he's going to answer 
the prayers of a child (laughs) who are calling out to her heavenly father in faith. Mm -hmm. And it's a reminder to all of us, really, no matter what our age is, to have that childlike faith when we're coming before God, because that's what he loves. He loves that. He loves to answer those kind of prayers. So Ashley, God's also given you the amazing opportunity to travel to a lot of different countries. You mentioned India a few minutes ago, but how many countries have you been to and why? What has the Lord shown you in some of those experiences that maybe even impacts what you're doing today? I've been to, I believe, between 23 or 24 nations. It's awesome. Thank you, Jesus, just for the those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I started traveling, you know, obviously India at six. I think mom just had a desire for me to travel with her. As a young girl, she didn't, you know, get the experience or the privilege to travel until she was an adult, but that was her heart's desire for herself. And so I think as she was serving on different ministry trips or just doing missions work across the globe that the Lord provided for us to go together. And it was beautiful, you know, mother-daughter moment just to serve the Lord, serve others, love others. Um, even if we didn't speak the same language, how the love of Jesus just speaks. We can all understand that. We can all understand just an embrace or a hug or a meal together. And so it was beautiful just how the Lord provided those opportunities for us to travel. And then when dad stepped into our lives with him just serving the Lord for so many years and doing missions work or disaster relief that um, the Lord provided for us all to be a family unit and do it together and serve the nations and lead worship where I could, you know, eventually the Lord just brought this love of music into my life that I know we'll, we'll talk about in a minute, but where I got the opportunity just to lead orphans, widows, um, homeless in worship, just those that were longing for the father's touch. And it was just truly incredible. Um, the doors that God opened and even now getting to just travel and minister what God's put on my heart and not just following in their footsteps and being by their side in ministry, but them also coming along and supporting me and what the Lord's doing in my life. Tell me, what's your favorite country that you've traveled to? I, I have a few of my own. I've, I've, the Lord has blessed me to be able to travel to a lot too, but I, I, uh, I'm interested in what's been some of your favorites. Ever since I went to Israel, I, it was always my favorite. <laughs> like There is nothing like Israel. I think maybe before then I would have said um, India or Japan just because of the missions work that we did there, but there's nothing like the Holy Land. There's just nothing like it. It's beautiful. Again, like I mentioned, the Lord has just appeared to me so much in my life. And so to see where he was born, to see where he walked, where he walked on water, (laughs) you know, where where he fed thousands, where miracles were performed and get Mm -hmm. to be there on ground. um, There was nothing like it. And just, I think I have such a love for the Jewish people. So it was just such a beautiful experience. And I've only been once and I'm dying to go again. So Lord provide the opportunity, but I I just have a love for Israel. It's probably one I'll never forget my favorite place I've been to. Yeah. And share a memorable moment or two from some of your travels. I'll never forget, obviously, being baptized in the Holy Spirit in India. Um, There have been so many beautiful moments just serving in orphanages and one moment from Israel specifically is there's a lot of um, people that uh, partner with the Jewish agency to make Aliyah. And they come to Israel from all different parts of you know the world. And 
um, there was an opportunity where I got to lead worship for kids that were with families that were making Aliyah. And it was so beautiful because again, we didn't speak the same language, but when I would worship with them and just to see the smile or, you know, the love that was being expressed was so beautiful, how it has just connected so many hearts. Worship is just such a big part of my life and something I do every day. And so getting to do that and lead others in other parts of the world has really ministered to my heart. Yeah. And you know, friends, there are orphans like Ashley met in India all over the world who need to experience the tangible expression of God's love right now. Many have special needs that we as a company of women can meet together. Would you consider joining us with a special gift to help? Just go to hergodstory.org and click on the widow and orphan tab at the top of the page. So Ashley, in the middle of all the wonderful things happening in your life, you have also faced some pretty significant challenges like some health issues. What was going on and how did that affect your life? And even how did it affect your faith? Since I can remember, I struggled with severe health issues. My stomach was constantly hurting. I can't remember a day where it wasn't. And that really affected my life and my teenage years. I was a dancer growing up. And that made things difficult because I couldn't maybe um, give 110% like the others were. I'd have to sit out of quite a few rehearsals. I'd always be on the side. And, you know, a lot of people didn't understand why I couldn't participate fully or why Ashley ate differently than us, why Ashley looked different. Um, I struggled a lot with just my body image growing up because weight just never seemed to come off due to just the health issues that I didn't understand dealt with a lot of misdiagnosis with doctors. And it was just really challenging, constantly being in pain, you know, having your peers somewhat shun you because they don't understand what's going on with you. You don't fully understand what's going on with you physically. And having to somehow trust God through it all, just being in pain all the time. It wasn't until about a year ago where the Lord provided great medical professionals to diagnose me properly. And I was able to really get my life in order when it came to just having a very healthy diet, being committed to exercise, also just working on my mental health of knowing, Lord, I might be sick, but like, this is not how you made me. And just trusting him with it. Health challenges are so difficult, no matter what they are, whether it just be anxiety or headaches, whatever that looks like for you, or if you've dealt with health challenges, they're really difficult. I can't imagine how hard it is also being caregivers of those that are struggling with health challenges. I know that can sometimes be a reason my parents and I butt heads because it's hard. I can only imagine how hard it is to take care of me when growing up, I felt like I just lived with this title of sick girl just hanging over me. And I rocked it. Like, to be honest, just with our listeners, I rocked that title. I let it consume me. It was all I knew because I just became so numb to this constant pain. I tried to focus on dance or school or leading worship or serving, you know, people in kids ministry, whatever that looked like, but I was still so consumed with my pain. Praise the Lord. Really in the last year has done an incredible work, but it's been an ongoing battle. Sometimes it still is, but I think I'm at a point where I, I really just trust God with the outcome. I'm doing so much better. I've been able to overcome so many, just also mental battles. You know, it's hard not to want to stay stuck in some negative cycles or just think this is how it's going to be, you know, just being numb to the pain. But praise the Lord, I was able to figure out I 
had um, celiac disease, IBS, and some other stuff, but we're working through it. Praise God for also great medical professionals that can help you guide you in the right way and provide the right type of medicine as well. So Ashley, you mentioned changing your mindset about your identity. What has been successful for you? How have you done that? How have you changed your mindset? I think just surrendering to the Lord. That's been the biggest thing for me is a constant daily surrender of saying, Lord, I belong to you. You made my body. You know exactly what's going on. And I surrender the pain to you. I think daily also being in his word. His word is so encouraging and it gives us so much life. It brings life. It's the word of God. And I think being in it, not being afraid to cry over it, like like fully just getting in the word of God, praying, surrendering. A big thing for me is listening to positive music or positive podcasts like this that can encourage me. That way there's also just constant positivity in life, just being input into my mind and not, you know, distracting myself or giving into maybe worldly music or things that could discourage me or make me think negative thoughts, but really surrounding myself with positive, faith-based, hope-filled things really has helped change my mindset to rely on Jesus and trust him. When you put positive in, positive will come out. So that's all Jesus. Yeah, the that old adage, garbage in, garbage out, works just the other way. You put good things in, good things will come out and start transforming who you are and how you think and how you react and, you know, everything else changes, changes your whole life. Yes, ma'am. Let's just go back into your teen years a little bit more and, and dig a little deeper. So you were having some health issues for a while and are just now getting, you know, kind of getting some victory in that area, but things, things got worse for you when your dad was diagnosed with stage four lymphoma Mm -hmm. and you experienced a few years of bullying. Explain a little about what you went through. I mean, what was this bullying like, how you made it through and uh, what God did for you and for your family? You're right. I did go through quite a few years of bullying. It was kind of went on from the age of, you know, 10 to 13 and those years are so formative. You know, you're entering your teenage years, you're almost, you know, leaving the the kid years behind. And um, there's a lot of peer pressure. And I think dealing with health issues on top of it all made things 10 times more difficult because I didn't look like everybody else. And my body didn't work the same way. And it definitely hit home. It was really hard at dance was one of the, the primary places a lot of this bullying would happen. There was just a lot of shame, like I mentioned, because I didn't look like everyone else. And there was just a lot of mean things that were constantly said. You can just imagine some ugly case scenarios (laughs) that I was just experiencing constantly. And it was hard too, because there were leaders or adults in my life that knew the situations I was going through, or even knew that peers were not speaking to me and um, they would act the same way. That was the hardest part is, you know, people that you, you would think are supposed to invest in you and love you and uplift you, treating you the same way was really difficult and definitely had some moments where I struggled with just trust of how do I be vulnerable with people when even my leaders shun me or don't want to talk to me. And during those moments of, you know, being 12, 13, and I'm being bullied and I'm really struggling with my health, my father gets diagnosed with cancer. It was really hard because I didn't have very many friends 
And dad was my best friend. He and I were very, very close. Not that we are now, but we were super close in those years. And the possible loss of him was just heartbreaking because he was everything to me. You know, he was my hero and he was my dad and he was my best friend. I just remember so many moments just coming home from these classes or where I would be around people that just didn't seem to like me. And I would just cry and cry. And my parents directed me to the word of God constantly. I really think that this moment is where I really came to know the Lord for myself. Not that I didn't already know him. Obviously, I've shared earlier in this podcast how God has met me so many times at such a young age. But it was during this experience of these three major things happening to me where I really had to get serious with the Lord, surrender all of my hurt and my shame and my doubt to him and trust that whatever happened, whatever the outcome was with dad, with the bullying, with the health issues, that he would see me through. And also learning not to judge a book by its cover. You know, these kids had no idea what I was going through physically and emotionally when they would say mean things to me. They didn't realize that they weren't just maybe hurting my heart, but they were hurting my body due to the physical challenges that I had. But I had to realize to just treat them with kindness, to turn the other cheek like the Bible says, to smile at them even if I did not want to, um, to be kind to them anyway to pray for them. That was something my parents taught me in these moments to bless them and forgive them anyway. And also just get in the word of God. Jesus really began to give me beautiful music. He showed me just this outlet, uh, which was music during that time. I began to play guitar and write songs. Just really express myself. And I think that's one of the reasons I also just, I got through it is God gave me an outlet to glorify him and praise him through the storm. And one other thing I, I learned through this specific time was just the value of a simple smile, the value of life, that my life has value, even if I feel hopeless and things are not going well, but my life has value that God made me for a reason. He made those people that are hurting me for a reason they have destiny. They have purpose. Even if they don't want to treat me kindly, they deserve to be treated with kindness because that's how the love of Jesus will eventually reach them, will touch them, will awaken their hearts to maybe what's going on and how they're treating me. And so the Lord really had to change my mindset to not just be focused on my circumstance, but how can I glorify him? How can I be kind to the ones that are hurting me? How can I smile at them? Um, when I was hurting, all I longed for was a simple smile. I just wanted a minute of somebody acknowledge me, somebody see me because I felt so alone. And so from there on, I just really realized that I had to smile at everybody, even those moments where I didn't feel like it because I didn't know how it would change their life because I knew that that smile had changed mine. So that's really what the Lord did during that circumstance. And for those who don't know what happened with your dad, what did God do in that situation? I mean, he was pretty sick. Yes. We were on a short window um, when we began chemo and the Lord really did an incredible work. God uh, ended up healing dad and he's been in remission for a couple years now, but it was definitely a hard journey. And, you know, both of my parents share about it in the different books that they've written but um, it was a challenging time. But praise the Lord, what a testimony. The dad got through that. Amen. He did a miraculous work. 
He did a miraculous work. Yeah, he is a faithful, faithful God. Now, out of that very trying season, you've mentioned a little bit about it, but when you were 15, God gave you a vision to help other young people. I mean, you had that revelation of a simple smile can change someone's life, but it went further than that. Share what God showed you and what he's done through you. Like I mentioned, during that time, the Lord just shared this love of music. I think I always loved music. Like I mentioned, I was a dancer, but it was different. I was writing music. I'd never written songs before this. I taught myself how to play guitar and the Lord opened doors for me to record the music that I was writing. And even though I didn't necessarily feel full of hope, what was coming out of me was hope filled music that was just touching people. And so I had the, the privilege to begin to record those songs that I was writing and put them together on an EP entitled Simple Smile. From there, I got opportunities to speak to different youth groups in schools, online, and really share that message of a simple smile can change somebody's life. It can change a community. When you just encourage someone, when you spread kindness, I love to share at these different presentations that I do that if you think something positive about somebody, whether that be I like their hairstyle or I like their shoes or I love them, I love the way they smile. Something positive. If you think that about somebody, that's not just for you to keep in your heart, but it's for something that you can share with them. Like don't don't keep that positive thing to yourself. Who knows how that line or that encouragement will minister to them, bless them, and change their life, that act of kindness that you have to share. And so it's been so awesome to see how what I was going through in those teenage years of this hurt, bullying, you know, the possible loss of dad, the health issues, how God really took that circumstance and he used it for his glory when I surrendered it to him, that he was able to pour out positive music, how he was able to use me, you know, in this anti-bullying campaign to reach my generation and remind them that their life has value that their smile has so much value. That simple act can change someone's life. So it's been awesome. It's one thing to sit in your room and sing songs, you know, even into a microphone because you don't have a thousand eyeballs looking at you. But when you get on stage at 15 years old and you're in front of a bunch of other 15-year-olds around that age, it could be a little intimidating. How on earth did you do it? Just Jesus. I remember one time at 15, I did a show for 500 seniors. Wow. I wasn't even a senior yet. So I was someone younger than them coming and ministering to them on just the love of Jesus or how their life has value. And I definitely remember being a little nervous, but I knew that God had opened that door and I didn't know who would be in there that needed the message, needed encouragement, needed to feel the the father's embrace. Even if I couldn't necessarily mention the name of Jesus in the public school system, but just saying you're beautifully and wonderfully made or just encouraging them how that would change their lives. Definitely there were some nervous moments, but it was so God and, you know, he doesn't open a door that he doesn't prepare us for. He always encourages us and strengthens us when there's an opportunity available. Yeah. So even your dance experience, and I guess you did a little music theater when you were growing up, that kind of helped prepare you for a much bigger stage. Absolutely. Again, I might've been going through some trials in those situations and in those, those clubs or groups, but the Lord ended up using that to prepare me to walk into my calling and not to be afraid to get up on a stage and dance or sing or minister or have a microphone in hand. 
and to be confident in it. And so it's it's really beautiful to see how God took that circumstance to, to use it for his glory and prepare me to walk into my calling with confidence in the Lord. Yeah. And I know you need to obviously keep the privacy of the people that you've ministered to, but share a story or two of some people who, you know, some, some young people who really, you saw God really work in their lives because of your obedience. I think when you're going through bullying or sometimes any challenge, you feel that overwhelming feeling of just being alone, that you are the only person going through this and no one understands. And it was so encouraging, even though it was hard to hear that others understood the experiences that I went through. It meant a lot that so many would just come up to me after every presentation, whether that would be in person or over direct messages on social media that would just say, hey, I understand what you're going through or the same thing happened to me or I'm still going through bullying. You know, can you pray for me? Can you, you know, just help me, encourage me something or your music has really impacted me or I listened to it when I walked down the hallway because I'm going through the same thing. One story that I think of often that really impacted my whole family. I was doing a presentation for some young kids in foster care. And there was uh, maybe a middle school aged boy in the audience. And you could tell he was just really having a tough time receiving what I had to say. And I can somewhat understand that as, you know, someone who went through the bullying. If somebody was trying to tell me, be positive, turn their cheek, you got this. I'd be like, are you serious? Because it doesn't feel like that right now. It doesn't feel like I'm going to get through it. So you could tell he was having a a tough time and you could really see it through his facial expressions. (laughs) And at some point he ended up walking out of the, the place that we were in. And while I was packing up to leave after the show had finished, he came up to me with a few other students. And at this point during the presentation, I did share the story of, you know, the bullying, the health issues, dad's cancer journey. And he said, I recently lost my mother to cancer, and I'm also going through bullying right now. And I did just take a moment to just encourage him and also understand that I couldn't take it personal that he needed to leave during the presentation because now I understood that, wow, that really hit home for him. That really ministered to him because that's really what he's going through in this moment. And mom was able just to encourage him and ask permission if it would be okay to give him a hug, just a a motherly hug since he recently had had lost his mother. And it was just a beautiful moment to see how maybe something ugly that brought us together. We had both had this shared experience, but how we were both able to overcome or realize that we just need Jesus to just surrender to him and also to see how mom was able just to give him that motherly hug in that moment and just share love with him and just speak into his life as a mother. I just always think about that story of how maybe in the moment there might be some people that don't receive what you have to say, but God will always tug on their heart and he knows what he's doing behind the scenes that you may never realize, but your story will impact people. You just got to not be afraid to speak up and share it. And Ashley, you know, when you were going through this bullying, you mentioned that your parents pointed you to scripture and they prayed with you. There might be some some other people out there who have kids that are experiencing something similar. What are some of the other practical things that your parents did that really helped you through that time? I mean, obviously they were your primary support and of course praying is good, but what are some of those practical, tangible things that they did that helped you? 
first, let's obviously go back to just directing your kids to the word of the Lord. And I would say more than just saying, oh, honey, you know, I know you're going through this. Here's the Bible. Read it. Like sit down and read with them. Point them to the scripture. My parents brought me to Job. We would read the story of Job quite often during that season of how Job was tried and tested. He lost everything, but God still was faithful in his life and brought everything tenfold. Like the Lord returned everything to him and brought Job so much joy in the end, even though for a while he was, you know, in the valley. And that story encouraged me so much during that time. And so I think it's so important not just to, you know, recommend that your children worship the Lord. No, pray to Jesus that you're hurting, but pray with them, do it with them, read with them. Again, for me, music was big. So I so encourage, you know, having positive music in the home or for us with everybody nowadays, we have Alexa. (laughs) And I apologize if your Alexa goes off, everyone. (laughs) You know, having scripture read in the home, you can, you know, have the Bible playing, but having you know, positive music, something positive just in the home like that, whether that be a podcast, scripture, music to just uplift us. Like we mentioned earlier, when you put good in, good comes out. And so not being afraid to just, you know, let your child cry, like just holding them and be a listening ear. The best thing sometimes we need is just for someone to listen to us and to acknowledge our feelings. And, you know, there can be time for, you know, correction or embrace or advice but sometimes we just need a hug or a listening ear. So take the time to do that. If a child or a loved one comes, you know, with a situation or a problem to just sit with them and hear them out and eventually lead them to the word of God and just pray, you know, so much can change um, with a simple prayer. And when you, you just surrender that situation to the Lord. And probably, you know, there were some times when you were a little prickly as a teenager, when you were struggling. As parents know, you know, sometimes your teens can be a little prickly and you just want to leave them alone when they really need you not to leave them alone. What are some of those signs, Ashley, that even when you're saying no, 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 you're really meaning yes, yes, yes (laughs) to your parents? I just encourage everyone to use the Holy Spirit discernment that's inside of you. Invite the Lord into the conversation and ask him to lead you. If it's maybe not apparent what's fully going on, ask God to lead you and show you if it's maybe a serious moment. Some of the emotions or things that are being expressed to you from your child or loved one. I would definitely recommend if somebody needs a little bit of space, I think you can definitely give that to them. But when it does come to the bullying, or I know a lot of people that struggle with health issues sometimes struggle with mental health issues. It kind of goes hand in hand when you feel alone in your sickness, you feel just alone in general, like you have no one to talk to. So just don't be afraid to not overstep, but definitely be present and love them where they're at and never stop praying for your loved ones and just reciting scripture over them. The word never comes back void. So just be present with them, be that listening ear and ask the Holy Spirit for discernment because I definitely understand that some of these situations can go can go farther where you need a little bit of extra help. So just, just ask the Holy Spirit. And Ashley, you yearned and prayed for friends during that time. Real friends, not fake friends, but real ones. And God has answered you, you know, just to give hope for maybe some people who are going through a period of 
challenge. What has God done for you in that regard? I will say that challenge lasted for a while. Just to be very real and honest with our listeners, I didn't have friends for quite a long period. It wasn't just a quick prayer of saying, Lord, I would love to have friends. And he didn't just bring them overnight. It was me being patient. There was a lot of late night prayers or tears that were being shed of asking God to bring righteous, godly friends into my life. And another thing too is, as the Lord was starting to slowly bring those people into my life, I think I also had to learn how to be a godly friend with so many years of hurt and not wanting to trust people due to past circumstances with friends or leadership within church or even outside that I had to learn how to be a friend, how to love people, how to be a listening ear, how to sometimes give people space, you know, but how to love someone the way that Jesus does when it comes to our friends. So I would even start, you know, if if you're in that place, if you long for godly friendships, ask the Lord to teach you how to be a godly friend and then ask him to direct you on where to go, how to be a light and who are those people. And I would ask the Lord to help you pray for those people. He already knows who your friends will be. He already knows who those people are and what they're going through right now, even if you haven't met them yet. So I would encourage you just to pray over your future friends. Ask that God protect them and walk with them. Know that his timing is perfect. And sometimes things don't happen the way we want because he's trying to refine us. And so as much as that is very hard to hear, Ashley walked through it. And I think now I have a little bit more patience with the Lord of understanding, okay, Lord, it might be that I need to do some work, but know that, like I said, God's timing is perfect and just trust him. I know it's not easy, but trust the Lord, surrender that heart's desire of friends or healing or whatever that is to him and see what he'll do. Just see what he'll do. Imagine what what God can do when you surrender your heart's desires to him. Yeah. And you know, that desire for friends, that's at every age. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. When you are alone, you want friends and God answers that prayer no matter what your age. So, you know, if you're a, a senior, you're retired and you're, you're just alone, you can do that too. You can ask the Lord to pray, pray for them before you even know them and ask the Lord to direct your steps Mm -hmm. because he sure has done it for Ashley. She has a beautiful tribe of friends now and they're very encouraging and and have a lot of fun together. Yes, ma'am. I think the Lord doesn't desire for us to do life alone. He will always be there, but he wants us to have community. And I think when the timing's right, when you're ready and you've learned how to also be a godly friend, that he will provide that beautiful community that will love you, will cheer you on. They'll be your biggest cheerleaders, will pray with you. It's so important to have friends that also love Jesus and that can guide you in his ways and um, will not be a distraction, will not harm you, but will refine you. So Ashley, you're 20 now and God has gifted you to write and to sing and even produce music to reach this generation. How has that come about and where do you get your inspiration for writing? So like I mentioned earlier, always had a love for music, but it really wasn't until that trying season that the Lord started pouring out. And since then, I've loved playing guitar. I have continued to songwrite. The Lord has continued to open the doors for me to record the music that I've been writing. And 
And recently he's opened some really incredible doors just to work with some people in the music industry. It's so Jesus how he's taken these challenging situations and use them to glorify his name. And even recently, I released a song called Adoration, and it just sings over and over again in the chorus about how our soul longs to worship the Lord. We all have a desire to adore something, to give something our love. And for those who don't know Jesus, they confuse this love or this longing to adore something with things of the world. We can think of things, whether that be um, relationships or um, to get serious, maybe that be drugs or alcohol, whatever that is that you might put first as an idol. Maybe for some of us, it could be as silly as a TV show that we would rather watch this for hours than spend time in the word of God. And we have these idols in our lives. But the truth is that our soul, number one, longs to worship Jesus. Worship is for God alone. Adoration is for God alone. It's great to like and love things, but adoration belongs to the Lord. And it's what we were created for. And that's exactly what this song sings. If it's all right, Jody, I'm going to share just quickly the dream of how God gave me this song. As I've mentioned, the Lord just constantly appears to me in dreams and visions. And there was one night in the midst of my battle with physical pain. Um, it hasn't come to an end. I know that the Lord will bring healing to me one day on earth, even though we are promised healing in heaven. And there was just a night where I was struggling with physical pain. And I asked the Lord to appear to me. <laughs> that is literally how my relationship with the Lord works, where I, I just simply ask him for a hug. And the next thing I know is I see him on a beach. So I see Jesus this one night um, on a beach. He's standing by the shoreline. And I run over to him and I say, Jesus, Jesus, my backpack is so heavy. Now, listeners, I don't understand why I had a backpack on. I don't know why we were at a beach at all places and why the first thing I do when I see Jesus is complain. But that's how this story goes. And so I'm complaining to him and he looks at me with these loving eyes of a father and says, Ashley, it doesn't have to be heavy. But I continue in my, in my fleshly ways of just complaining to the king and just saying, Jesus, you don't understand. My backpack is so heavy. And he looks at me again and says, it doesn't have to be. And he tells me at this point, Ashley, every time that your backpack is heavy and you're overwhelmed with self-doubt, anxiety, whatever it is, I want you to come and meet me here at the water, at the edge, at the shoreline. We're going to take off your backpack. We're going to release it into the water and we're going to fully watch it float away together. And so in that moment, that's exactly what we did. I took my backpack off. The Lord held me and we released it into the water and we fully watched it float away. It wasn't just a backpack didn't partially just leave us, but fully watched it float away until it was no longer in view. After I woke up from that dream is when the Lord poured out that song of adoration. And it's beautiful how in the bridge it sings how your throne is an ocean, God. And I watch my fears float away. And it really comes from that dream of just reminding us that every heavy burden just needs to be released at the throne of God. It's not for us to carry every heavy burden. It's for us to release and to let go. And there's so much power and strength in letting go and giving our burdens or giving our worries to God. 
And the song is just so encouraging to me. I told mom recently I changed my phone background to ocean water because sometimes I just need a reminder, even after experiencing that dream, that I just need to think of the backpack. I need to think of the water and remember every day when I feel overwhelmed because those moments come every day. It's not just a once a week battle, but sometimes it's an everyday thing of just saying, God, I give you my backpack today. Like, you know, what's on my heart, you know, what worries, what anxiety I might be facing. I'm just going to put it all in there. I'm going to give it to you. And so that was just something I knew I needed to do for myself to remind myself of that story, to just release everything to Jesus. And the Lord just continues to inspire me in incredible ways. There's so much just to look at, even just God's nature of how he's constantly speaking to us. And if people want to hear some of your music, where would they find it? All of my music is available on all music streaming platforms from Apple to Spotify, Amazon, SoundCloud. It's on everything. And I so encourage you just to worship the Lord to the songs that he's given to me. They're all from him. And they're words that are going to just bring you so much life and encouragement. And you have a YouTube channel. Is that just your name? Yes. So you can look up Ashley Stringer or Ashley Stringer Music and you should be able to find everything. (laughs) You are well represented online. (laughs) Yes. We're on every platform. (laughs) So through it all, Ashley, what has really kept your faith in God and your relationship with him alive? The Lord is everything to me and more. (laughs) You know, he's just a constant in my life and he's been so faithful to me. And I think that's really what helps me continue to believe in him, to trust him, keeps my faith alive is knowing, God, you have been so faithful. In every season, you have just shown your goodness in my life, your love for me. You're everywhere. You're constantly speaking and just keeping my eyes on the Lord. I think through it all, even in challenging moments of just looking to him for direction and for embrace and knowing that he satisfies my soul but he's just everything and more. And I think just never forgetting that really keeps my faith alive. It's just knowing that he saved me. Yeah. And I hear in all of that, your attitude of gratitude that we talked about right at the beginning that, you know, you truly are grateful for every encounter with the Lord, everything that he's done for you and you recognize it, Mm -hmm. which does keep that relationship fresh. So Ashley, as we close, would you share about a woman in the Bible who's inspired or encouraged or taught you something? Yes. So reflecting on this, the story of Samuel has really impacted me in my life, but Samuel couldn't be who who he was without Hannah and his mother's fervent prayer and faith and how she just, she longed for Samuel and because of her prayer and her faith and reminding God of his promise to her ended up just showing how the Lord was just so faithful to her. The Lord was so faithful to Hannah because she was faithful to him and she prayed. And I can only imagine what it was like as a parent, you know, when you pray and you ask God for something and then the Lord brought Samuel to her, but then her having to then release Samuel, you know, back to the church and saying, Lord, I'm giving you my son and for him to just serve you all the days of his life. I can only imagine what that was like for her because of Samuel and his impact in my life of just saying, yes, Lord, I just reflect so much on Hannah and just her. Yes. So that Samuel could say yes. 
and just her love and her faith and her constant prayer and her passion. I, I think about her often. Yeah, you know, I hadn't really thought of uh, her story in the way that she really did open that doorway mm-hmm. for Samuel to reach his destiny. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 in the NIV says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Ashley has learned to trust the Lord and he has led her to some pretty interesting and exciting paths. And in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 in the NIV, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, God has good plans for Ashley, and they're unfolding in her life because she seeks the Lord. And you know, God has good plans for you too, no matter what your age is. It just requires you to seek him. He promises you that you will find him. And his plans for you are also very, very good. Ashley, would you take a moment and pray for everyone who listens to your amazing story? Lord, we just thank you so much for this day that, you know, every woman, every listener that is hearing this message, Lord, you made them for a purpose. Would you remind them today that their life has value, that they were made for a reason, that they have so much destiny, that they are loved by you, King Jesus? Would you visit them? Would you give them a wink from heaven today? Would you remind them that they are not made to do life alone, that there is a community for them, that there is healing in your name, in your word, that you give life, Father? Would you give them a father's embrace for those that maybe still in the same circumstance that I was when I was young, feeling fatherless, but just needing the Abba's embrace? Would you do that today, God? Would you remind them of who you are in scripture? Would you remind them of their identity in Christ, Lord? If they're struggling with physical illness, God, heal them. Do what only you can do. But I speak blessings over every sister, every brother, every listener, Lord. I pray that you would touch their lives, God, and help them to walk in confidence in their calling and everything that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in. In our show notes at hergodstory.org, you'll find scriptures and other information we talked about, as well as links to some of Ashley's social media accounts. Don't forget to sign up for our emails and get a six-week devotional on women of the Bible that you can download for free, or you may want to purchase the 12-week devotional for just $12, knowing that all the proceeds will go to our Widow and Orphan Fund. We'd love to pray with you at our 24-7 prayer and text line. So give us a call anytime at 855-459-CARE or email us at prayer at somebodycares.org. And now, dear friends, I bless you from portions of Psalm 121. May you look up and see that your help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble because he who watches over you will never slumber or sleep. May the Lord himself watch over you and stand beside you as your protective shade day and night. May the Lord keep you from all harm and watch over your life. May the Lord watch over you as you come and as you go, both now and forever. Her God Story is a ministry of Somebody Cares America and International. To find out more about or support the ministry, go to somebodycares.org.